Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, we are bringing back a favorite. Uh, this is the Ohioan Podcast, and uh, we haven't talked Seinfeld for a while. It's been kind of a busy week. We've been trying to introduce some topics and guests and everything. So I brought back an old friend, Laura Kessel. Uh, we worked together at the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio. And it's funny, I was just, Laura and I were talking beforehand, we're now working together again. And it's weird because yeah. I'm working for 21 Papers in Ohio, She's working for Alliance. Alliance was actually the paper I came from before I came to News Herald. So it's like all these, you know, what do you call them, strings in your life are coming together and everything else. And it's good. You never burn bridges. Because it's not just with Laura, but I'm working probably with, what, 20 people in my life that I used to work with in the past. So yeah. it always helps to be nice to people and everything else. Because, you know, Laura and I work together a lot on stuff with the Alliance Review that she's the editor of and a bunch of other stuff. And she's on the podcast too, so I'm man. We're we're professionally and personally working together. So this is awesome. So Laura's a big Seinfeld fan, and I'm like, I need someone to talk Seinfeld. She's like, yeah, I'm, here. I'm ready to go. So welcome, Laura. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, you know, it, it's fine. I, I'm I'm glad you're here. I actually, um, I I was mentioning this to you this afternoon. We use. Vulture. Vulture was kind of an article that came out. Yeah, uh, they ranked yeah. the top 169 episodes of Seinfeld. We did not like season one and two. So instead of starting with season one and two, we said, we're just going to go at the top of Vulture and work our way down. So I think we're on 29, if I remember right, uh, the pledge mm-hmm. drive. And Laura was talking, you didn't really agree with all their selections. Yeah. I didn't either. Um, yeah. I, I, I got to say, to start with just kind of an overview, we usually talk about where we think it would rank. And I've never ranked them myself. I have my favorites. You have your favorites. I think, in general, if I had to rank them, I don't think the Pledge Drive was a bad episode. I, I think they may have ranked this one about right, in my opinion. But what do you think? Um, it's uh, I I think it was a little too high. Well, I'm I'm looking at it compared to the episodes that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, which my two favorites are the Chinese restaurant, okay, and um, uh, the parking garage one. Um, they to me those are, you know, ones that I, I was looking at the Vulture article before we started, and he talked about um, you know the idea of the nothing, you know, some and some of the some of the reviews that he gave of some of the episodes and those both are just so they embrace that idea so much, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, this episode, (laughs) it started out like back, even when it first came out, 
I I didn't like it because because of the girl who plays Kristen. Oh, the PBS girl, right? PBS station. Hmm? Um, she was. Um, I've never. I I didn't like her because she was a character on one of my soap operas that I used to watch, and she okay. was she was so annoying on that show that I didn't like her. So I'm like, ah. Oh, did she yes. do anything else? I always like when I think about these like bit players and yeah, some. Okay. Um, but not a lot. Um, I think maybe she, uh, I, I would looked her up actually. And she, she did a little bit after that, but not a lot. Okay. So she was, uh, she was a character on Guiding Light <laughs> back in the day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't uh, follow you on the soap operas yeah. <laughs> as a guy. Yeah. I got I to tell an interesting story. Speaking of Canton, my first job was actually at Alliance Radio Station. I was the uh, intern there. I got to go cover the Hall of Fame Festival. And at oh. the time, they had a celebrity day where they bring in these celebrities. So they bring in these soap opera stars. And I'm, I'm a dope. I walk up to these soap opera stars, start talking to them, and I say, oh, I don't know who you are. And like, I'm taping the interview. It's halfway an interview and they all laugh at me and everything else like that. So, yeah. So, yeah, the soap opera stars didn't know that much. And that's got to be an interesting crossover for a soap opera star to make a brief yeah. appearance inside, though. But I don't know. You know, it's funny. There's actually a lot if you, when you watch the shows. Um, I don't know if you remember. I've, I don't remember. I'm not good with the names of the episodes. So, mm -hmm. it's for me, me, it's more incidents that yeah. happen in episodes. But I don't know if you know, if you remember. Um, the one, the episode where Mr. Pitt was sick and somebody, okay. you know, maybe somebody from his family came in and they were thinking that he was being poisoned by Elaine. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. The lady who was his relative or whatever she was, um, mm -hmm. she was another guiding light person. Wow. Okay. <laughs> she like really, she was a regular character, though. So maybe. it's, you know, there's a there's a lot of soap opera people that go on that show. Maybe Jerry was a fan of Guiding Light because you think of, yeah, yeah, it's like us in newspapers when we hire. I mean, we don't hire based on a stereotype or anything, but sometimes we say, wow, I like this college or I like this place mm -hmm. that we've before. And you get influenced to hire him that way. Maybe Jerry liked Guiding Light because you saw Maybe. a lot of New York Mets references. He was a big fan of the Mets. Mm -hmm. Maybe Jerry liked Guiding Light. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't you know. Know. Who knows? So, in this, in watching this episode, I caught a mistake. Oh, okay. In Seinfeld. When um, they were talking about a mantle. Oh, okay. Where, um, I, to be honest with you, I don't even remember why they were talking about the mantle, but um, they were at the restaurant and George was eating and he said, and I wrote, this is part of my notes. So, okay. Um, he said, if my parents had a mantle, I might be a completely different person, George. Oh, okay. Like, wait. And I looked, and the episode that's called The Statue, mm -hmm. where the, guy, the, cook, the cleaner steals the statue that they found in somebody's, his relative's stuff, he said in that episode that the statue was sitting on the mantle in their house. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it was... It's interesting because I was telling you beforehand, like I made a mistake when I was mixing up some episodes because there were some episodes where they were the same idea, but they did two episodes, but it was weird because they did an episode earlier in the series and episode later in the series. Yeah. When you're just watching it casually and you're just having fun, you're not thinking about it, you're okay. But when you're like, okay, we're going to do a podcast about one particular episode, it confuses the heck out of you. I mean, it's yeah. tough. 
So yeah, I mean, so maybe it's not good to, lo- to look at Sunfall critically. It's a great show, but you know, the more you close to look at it, the more it yeah. crushes the heck out of you. Well, I'm saying kind of where I wanted to start out with was like kind of that opening scene and everything. I, I love Kramer. I, I, I think probably if I had to rank my personal favorites, um, you know, George is always the rock for He'd be my number one. Kramer would be close behind the number two. And, and I love how, you know, he's offering to work the pledge drive. And if you think about it, unless you really like somebody, like you wanted to help them out, or unless you were really personally invested in whatever the yeah. charity is like. And, and PBS, I'm not ripping PBS, but I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many people really personally like, oh, man, I'm going to, you know, just do a bunch of stuff for them. But yeah. it's funny because George, I mean, George, Kramer is always that one that wants to help. And I always find it funny. And maybe we should be more like that in our personal lives. We should be more willing to help out other people and everything. But Kramer was always willing to lend a hand. And But I don't even think it was as much of, I want to help you out, Jerry, buddy. It was almost like he was excited. He wanted yeah. the, the idea yeah. of being yeah. a pledge driver. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know, that was great. Bag. He wanted the percentage of the money. <laughs> I, I think that would be interesting. I mean, maybe, yeah. you know, obviously pledge drives and stuff, it's more of a helping the charity. But, you know, if if you're offered to help and you just do it for free or just a little tote bag or something, yeah. you're not going to ask for that much. Man, if you got 5%, you know. It was a good day, too. You know, he worked, he, he worked George's grandma into yes. a donation. <laughs> yes, definitely. And, but I, I think, you know, it sounds silly, but the more I think about it, maybe – you should get a cut, like if you're helping out with that, because the motivation helps you to do more, helps you to do better and everything. So, yeah, yeah, kind of a silly thought, but the more I thought about it, hey, it may make more sense. I was a little bit disturbed, I guess. It was funny. Jerry had this obsession with Maureen, and it didn't sound like there was necessarily an attraction there. I guess he thought that Maureen liked him. And it was funny because, okay, if some – Buddy likes you, and you're you're not interested. Yeah, okay, you you maybe not be freaked out, but you want to just kind of make it go away. Do you talk to them? Do you have somebody talk to them? Just, yeah, but it seemed like Jerry was all excited by it, and yeah, not he, he liked it. Yeah, and he yeah. Didn't, he, he didn't want to make Ray feel bad, but it was almost like he was giddy about the fact someone liked it. I, I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah, I think he I think he liked the attention. I think he thought she was weird, but I think right. he I think he really liked the attention that she was giving. And, and what what made it strange was you know Elaine you know offers a call and everything's good with that, but then there's a little bit of confusion there because Elaine was saying, "Oh Dan, you know he bores me. I, I hang up when he calls and everything else." But apparently Dan almost has a higher voice than Marie, and yeah. I don't know how Elaine could figure out who who yeah. Dan was to hang up on in the past. That, that kind of confused me, but yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a, a good scene. I mean, probably was, a little bit unrealistic maybe, but I thought it was good. You know, it, I was thinking about it this week. Cause you, when you gave me the heads up, what episode we were going to talk about that. I always think about when I watch Seinfeld now um, that there really, there's, there's not a ton of places where, you can see the age of the show. Yeah. But this is one. This is one show where it showed a lot. Um, right. And one of the reasons is because today you would call her cell phone yeah. and say, hey, what are you doing? Are you hitting on right. Jerry? What the heck? You know? Yeah. But 
you know, there was no way to do that then, you know? So it's... The, the more I kind of wonder about it, and the episodes we kind of stumbled across on this list of Vulture, I think there was some more than we would think that maybe they'd be canceled if it was coming out in 2020. Oh, yeah, this show would never make it. Like, one of my favorite episodes was the one, the Merv Griffith show. The, the, the idiocy of them doing that. Well, really yeah, Jerry yeah. goes to his girlfriend and, and plays with the toys, and there's this double entendre. Yeah. You know, he, he was actually playing for toys, but they thought it was something else. But I'm thinking, now, probably on a regular TV, people may get upset about some of the stuff that was going on there. But, uh, but, but you know, it was interesting. But something I was talking before about was kind of like, well, Larry David kind of has the Seinfeld show now with the show he's doing. So, in essence, and, you know, Larry yeah. David show is on regular TV, so probably that's where kind of Seinfeld morphed into, you know, right now. But it's so funny. I, I guess looking back at it, I'm thinking, oh, man, maybe if Seinfeld aired today on NBC, there'd be more people ticked off, you know, for the culture right now. But. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they could do this. I don't think they could do Seinfeld or The Office yes. today. Yes. Never. And I just I, don't think people would stand for it. I, I secretly hope the officers come back, but I've been watching a lot of the old episodes and like the sexual harassment one and everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's meant to be funny, but I can, I can imagine that today, you know, there'd be obviously some stuff that people would freak out about. So, yeah, but no, no but it was good. Um, yeah, so the Marine dancing kind of confused me. It, it led to a lot of strife with Elaine and Jerry because, you know, uh, Elaine, I think it was Elaine, pretty much told Dan that Marine was yeah. into Jerry, and you know, yeah. Marine says, "Hey, I'm confused. This is and man, it, it led to such a confusing situation." And again, I mean, again, this is a comedy. We're not breaking it down too much. Yeah, I, yeah. I just thought it wasn't explained too well because Elaine was like, "Dan annoys me. I hang up every time he calls." But then there was that confusion there, so I'm trying to figure out if she was confused before. Maybe she was making that mistake in the past when. You know, she thinks it's maybe Marine called and she said, Oh, it sounds like Dan, I'm hanging up. And yeah. the continuity kind of confused me with that part. You know, I probably watched this episode. You're going to laugh. I probably watched this episode 10 times this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just That's because I, I didn't want to miss anything. I am impressed. It took me probably three or four viewings to, to notice that there was a switch in man, that she had another guy. Oh, okay. One and picked up another one that then Elaine screwed up her relationship with. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, okay. So that that answers my confusion yeah. on the continuity. Okay, that, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like she, because okay. um, the re and the reason that that I that comes to mind is because the very next episode after this one is a continue sort of a continuation of this story. Oh, okay. And, um where she like Kramer admits that he has feelings for this Maureen as well. Okay. And um so he like he basically is he intervenes in their their relationship and so like cuz he sidles up with Maureen and says no, she's not going to talk to you anymore, Elaine. And you know, so Jerry says, you know, what is what is your obsession with this woman? And he apparently, or I'm sorry, Elaine apparently urged her to quit quit the army as if you can do yeah. that. She went yeah. 
the army, you know, yeah. at Elaine's urging, you know, so it's, yeah, poor Maureen. Yes, yes. <laughs> Maureen has a tough run. Yeah. A lot a lot of these, like, you know, some of my regular characters had that tough run. We had a big argument episode about Susan, and, you know, you read some stories that Susan really wasn't that cool to the characters on the show, so yeah, when they wrote her off, they were kind of, like, high-fiving each other because she was kind of a jerk. But it yeah. was just, it, it was interesting. And I'm not saying Maureen was a jerk or anything, but it seemed like a lot of these characters that would come for a season or a couple episodes had some trouble on the show, it seemed like. I but they were dealt a tough hand. I will say one thing about Susan. When, <laughs> in that episode, I was very upset when they killed her off. Because I was like, this is not a comedy, you know? Yeah, right, right. You know, and it just seemed, it seemed like unusual and odd, you know? It turned yeah. the show in like a weird direction and I didn't like it at all. Yeah. I was kind of glad when the, that the season ended with that episode that year. Yeah. Because it was just, it was very, I didn't, every time I watch it, it's still, ugh, you know, it still bothers me. It, it kind of struck me, it was like, the office and i saw that live i mean you know i seen the susan episode and it bothered me too but you, you're used to it. you know what's coming yeah. i thought it was weird like i was such a jim and pam person in the office mm -hmm. and when they had that little ditty in the last season where they were arguing they may have broken up or everything well there's this one episode where jim was like screaming at her and i'm like this is a fun little show yeah. and you know there was like two minutes yeah. I guess the other side of the argument is like, well, it's really real. It's it's emotional. It's dramatic. But I'm like, it's the office. It's where they do fun, silly, goofy little stuff. So, yeah, yeah I mean, both of those are good examples of just shows that just kind of took a weird, dark. Yeah, very once. dark. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was fun. And, you know, on this show, we like to kind of compare Seinfeld to real life. Um, you know, Mr. Pip, obviously. <laughs> Very strange work relationship and everything. I yeah. think back to when we worked together. I think back to other office environments. Now, when we worked together, it was a open, you know, we were all pretty close together. It was an open room. But I, I never thought of a place that unless you were either on a deadline or there was a huge project or there was a huge problem where a phone call became a big issue. But obviously, Mr. Pip, he runs his office a little bit different. And yeah. every time Elaine takes a call, she's like looking nervously at Mr. Pip. And, you know, it didn't sound like there was that a big deadline happening at the office. And it was funny. So Mr. Pip, you know, admonishes Elaine. He's not happy with her. But then he wants to know what happened. And it sounded like, you know, it was a trivial thing Elaine was talking about. He's like, no, tell me. I must know. But Elaine gets confused uh, by one of the big things in the episode. Mr. Pip was eating a candy bar. And, Lori, you've seen this a couple times. Maybe you can help me figure this out. I was half watching a couple times this afternoon with work. Um, what kind of candy bar was he eating? I was trying to figure out what candy bar was. Okay. I think she, she said Snickers later. Okay, it kind of looked like a Snickers. I, I can understand that. Um, I don't think they showed his candy bar. Okay. I don't know. He, he had the shape of a Snickers. I'm not sure if it was. I mean, there's various candy bars that look like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think I may have ate a candy bar like that once. Maybe it was just saying I saw it on Seinfeld and ate it. That was very strange. I, I'm trying to think of either now or in the past. Is there anything you eat 
that's really different, or maybe something that's kind of strange. I, I have one in my mind. I even with a fork or something. Well, not with like silverware or anything, but like anytime I eat chocolate, mm -hmm. I don't do it. <laughs> I let it melt in my mouth all the time. Oh, okay. And to the point where, um, I mean, you can see, you know, I'm, I'm not a tiny girl, um, uh, that I like, I would, I would like suck on, um, like, a, like a peanut M&M or something. And I got, oh. uh, I had to have a root canal because I had, I had done it in this one spot in my mouth for so long. Oh, that where I, the chocolate was like just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know why I started doing it, but I, I do that all the time. I kind of wonder uh, with the candy bars eating them with a fork. I mean, some candy bars probably easier to cut with a fork. I think when I was trying it, I think I was just trying it based on what I saw in Seinfeld. I think yeah. I did it with a Twix, and there's a little bit of a chewy part that was easier to cut. But, yeah. man, some of these candy bars are, like, hard. I mean, I don't know how you can cut them. I, yeah. I think for me, um, I used to have this thing about eating pizza, like, with a fork, like, instead of just yeah. putting it in your mouth. I guess it, maybe it's not that weird. Um, not, or, not like that. Yeah, we're watching a 14-year-old that loves pizza, and, and his deal, I, I don't think he likes to shove the whole thing in his mouth, so he, he eats it with a fork, and it's cool. I don't mean to make fun of him. I just, I kind of look at it, and I think, hmm, this is kind of different, but nothing as unusual as eating it with a fork. Did they ever explain what the... No. I guess it looked good, maybe. I mean, there was never really a no other I reason. I, mean, I sort of got the idea that maybe they were trying to be like, you know, like in polite society, you know, yeah. just you know, gnawing on something yes. like that. Yes. But I don't know. They never did, you know. And then, like in the restaurant, all those other people <laughs> were doing it too, and they were like, "What are you doing?" Well, I, I don't mean to be gross. I mean, candy bars are, are, are nice and all, but candy bar eating like that, it, it looks like number two, you know, I'll put it like that. So just having a candy bar sitting on the, you know, outside yeah. the wrapper and you're just cutting it, it, it just. I mean, I can do the idea of like cutting it in the smaller pieces, yeah. you know, but I don't understand why you have to use a fork. Yes. Very <laughs> strange. Yeah. Well, like, I guess like you said, it was like more of a polite society because if you, Divorce your mind from the thought that he was eating a candy bar for fork. You kind of say, "Oh wow, he looks elegant. He's sitting there eating it all proper and everything." But then when you think about what he's actually eating, you're like, "Ugh, yeah. this is kind of weird." It was kind so, of always odd, in his, especially in his food. Like, remember when um, in another episode, Elaine was picking the salt off the pretzels? Yes, yes. That was the Dixieland Diner one. Yeah, she named the song. Yeah. Well, and. You know, it's funny during that show. You know, you think of all oh, they break up for people for weird reasons like that and everything. But I think yeah. sometimes that's justified. I mean, man, if I'm dating a girl that's picking saw off a pretzel, I wouldn't say I would break up over just with that. But that would, would be kind of strange. Yeah. Um, there was one that can't. Oh, had an argument about this on the Recycle episode. We were watching the Man Hands episode, and mm -hmm. you know, and again in the show, comically large hands. I. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at women's hands that closely. I can't imagine women would have that big of hands. I mean, some people have big hands, some people don't. But, I mean, very comically big. And I'm thinking, you know, they kind of mock Jerry for saying, well, why did you break up with her and everything? I'm kind of like, man, that'd be weird. If a woman's <laughs> hands were like three times the size of mine, I, I don't know if I'd like that. So, I don't know. I, I find myself to be a little bit more agreeing with Seinfeld and the, the weird quirks I had in the past. I guess maybe that's me being in my mid-40s right now. So. 
don't know. The edge, man. Don't go over the edge. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm coming close. It's tough. I thought this was interesting. I didn't pick up on this the first time I watched it. So it goes back to Jerry's apartment. Um, remind me of her name. Because you were, you were ta- talking about this before. His girlfriend's name or the girl he was interested in from PBS? Kristen. Kristen, okay. She comes over, and I was – I had to think about this one. So, you know, she sends a card. She's happy. I'm not sure if there's a love interest there. It sounds like there's something a little bit budding. But, you know, that quickly goes away when Kristen sees that he throws the card away. <laughs> now, I didn't see it in the episode. He didn't throw it away in the episode. It just – he must have saw it throw away beforehand. I don't, think I don't know if they showed it. Unless he went out right after uh, Kramer was looking at it. Yeah. I didn't see, like, there wasn't a context. Like, he's like, oh, this is crap, and throw it out, or whatever. I don't think he thought it was crap. I, think, I just think he didn't, it wasn't something he would save, you know? And that's what I'm trying to figure out, too, because my mom just gave me a bunch of old materials and it was like cards like congratulations you had a son you know when i was born and other stuff too and i'm debating that right now going hey there's some that are special like my dad's gone there's some from my dad and everything i definitely want to keep but now i'm thinking how much should i keep cards like i've got cards from my wife i've got cards from my brother and you know other times in life and i don't know is there a good rule of thumb about that because Again, just a comedy, but makes you think of your own life. And I, I wasn't well, sure how I would operate that. Well, if you're George Costanza, you save it for two years. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I've got somewhere 20 years old. I mean, I've got binders I'm looking at here in my office. They're filled with those cards. And I'm like, am I a pack rat? But then on the other hand, you know, if that loved one dies and that card becomes so much special, where now it's like, how many cards can you have from your uncle or your aunt or whatever? So it's. Very, very strange. I mean, how would you operate? Like, do you have cards from 20 years ago in your... Well, I mean, I um, I have some stuff. Like, you know, it's it's funny. Like, when, when my dad passed away, mm-hmm. it's been 22 years. 22? Yeah. Um, and... I saved, I went through all this stuff and shredded a lot of stuff. And a couple of things I saved just odd, oddly, they were things that I thought I would want. One was, and this is weird. Um, the, um, back in the day, the check register stub from, he made a, he made a house payment for their house the day that I was born. Okay. And he had, he had kept, you know, for some reason he kept all these financial records for decades. You know, he didn't need them. The house was already paid off. You know, I don't know why he kept them, but I kept that. Cause I'm like, Oh, my dad did this on the day I was born, you know? And he, he kept, I kept the, uh, the um, check he wrote for my application to college, you know, like the, like little things. Not necessarily. Although I did keep one time he one time he sent me money, and I can't remember if I was in if I had graduated or if I was still in college. But when I opened up the envelope, there was it was the money was tucked into a piece of paper, like folded up, these you know. And I I opened up the thing, and there's a note inside that says, "You should never send money 
Oh. <laughs> in an envelope. So here's the note. And then he signed dad. It's oh, like, that's awesome. You know, so, I mean, not a lot of stuff. I mean, it depends on how you feel about it. If it, you know, seeing their signature or seeing their writing or something, oh, you know, yeah. I, I yeah. passed away four years ago yeah. and um, we found, when we moved back here, I found a bunch of my mom's stuff and um, it um, like there was a thing she had written when she was in school and my mom had horrible handwriting yeah. you know, in like when I was growing up and stuff, it, it was like the big joke was, you know, what does this say? What's this word? You know? And I would be like trying like, she would hand me something and I would be trying to read it. You know, I would read it out loud because I was trying to make fun of her handwriting. Mm-hmm. And I found something from when she was in high school that was like written really neatly. Oh, and okay. So with age, her hand handwriting got horrible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm glad I had that, you know? And also, it gave a little bit of history too, you know. Yeah, I think I think I've changed with that, especially since my dad left. Because, what well, not watch he passed, but um, because I used to not like materials, and you know, my family gave me he was a police chaplain, and, and I got some police chaplain stuff, which you know means more now. I, I will say the only thing that I've gotten rid of, and if you remember back in the day. Uh, when we worked together, you know, the newspaper was the newspaper. I mean, the web wasn't as big of a deal. So what you produced was a newspaper. If you lay it out, if you wrote a story for it, whatever the case might be. So, you know, we would take, when we worked at the news show, we'd take papers back from the news show. We had four yeah. editions at the time. So sometimes we have four editions in our hand as yeah. we walked out the building. And review. I would roll a lot of sports stories for there. So I'd take a lot of reviews home. I think my parents would see that big stack of papers in my room at the time, which I don't right now because we're doing mostly everything on the web. And they would give me papers from certain dates. Like I actually threw away, we got married up in Cleveland and they bought the plane dealer from that day. Mm-hmm. And it was nice, but I, I'm like, I got to get rid of something. And there was no notes inside or anything. So I'm like, ah, I think I'm just going to get rid of that. Yeah, uh, because and they gave me, like, mom used to collect a bunch of old papers. They lived in Michigan. So they kept all the, like, Nixon resigns and, you know, yeah, the first yeah. and everything yeah. else like that. But I will say on the Seinfeld thing, yeah, it, it's a girl that Jerry's interested in. Obviously, no indication if this is going to last or not, but shame on Jerry. I mean, you would think that he would at least keep the card in a nice spot as long as that interest was going on. Yeah. You know, and obviously, the thought was she wouldn't look in the trash can, but obviously things quickly went south from there. I, I always wonder, you know, who could have been that girl with Jerry? If Jerry didn't follow up, could have been that girl? Could they have gotten married? But I, you never know. I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, that never ended up going well. You know, <laughs> I uh, so I loved uh, the part. Um, oh yeah, the other thing we need to talk about in terms of like, would you or wouldn't you? Um, you know, Jerry was getting all these checks from his nana. Um, <laughs> she would send him a thank you card. She sent him a ten dollar check. Jerry's like, come on, you know, it's nana. Yeah, I'm not gonna take her money. And Kramer was made it sound like it was just more obligation. Like you're yeah. slapping your, your nana on the face because you wouldn't take the gift. I don't know how I would feel about that either. Um, sometimes, and I, I don't want to say this too publicly, but sometimes 
family had given me a larger gift based on a financial situation that my other family was having, not me. Um, so I, again, we don't want to say too much about that, but it was a larger thing based on their financial situation. So I, I guess that's different maybe than the $10 mm-hmm. checks. Yeah, I yeah. would probably, if I didn't cash them, would just let them know that because where it got confusing was they finally cashed them. And apparently that was the money that Nana had to go broke or not. So it, yeah, it turned yeah. out to be a problem. I think I'll at least let Nana know, Hey, you know, I didn't cash the checks. You know, don't be mad. I love you still and everything else. Because yeah, the fact yeah. that those checks were cashed became a big issue with Nana. Yeah. Her, um, her branch, her bank branch that, she used clothes, so she stopped using that account and got another yeah, yeah. somewhere else, I guess. So Jerry, this is like this is a, the second episode where it shows how bad he is with money. Yeah. Um, remember the um, super terrific happy hour? Yeah. Where he yeah. got the was it twelve cent checks? I can't remember. Yes. yes. And this time he he held he held these checks. It was fifty dollars. He held these checks for five years and then didn't check with Nana to make sure she even had that account anymore, you know, and then just deposits them without even thinking, you know, yeah. no concepts. You could tell he has like no concept of money at all. I mean, he's living in a crappy little apartment, but he seems to be, you know, from everything they always say, he seems to be making some good money as a comic at, you know, on the show. I mean, I don't think in the show he's Jerry Seinfeld, you know. But you're right. He lives in a crappy New York apartment, but that apartment was, geez, probably 10 times what we're paying for apartments, you know, in the Euclid Willoughby area. But, yeah, I I thought that was interesting. And I always found the relationship between Jerry and Kramer to be kind of strange because Kramer always had the fun ideas, the goofy ideas. And it was weird because Jerry would even go from, oh, Dude, you're just way out of line. I'm not gonna do that. Too okay. I'll I'll try. I guess. So maybe Jerry's just trying to make Kramer happy. You know, he doesn't want to shut Kramer down the whole time. But it's funny how Jerry just kind of went off. All right, whatever. If you want to cast the checks, yeah. it's funny how there's nowhere in between. It's either like you're crazy yeah. or eh, I guess I go along with it. I think he met. I think he did it. To me, it seemed like he did it because he felt he Kramer made him feel guilty that he was hurting his yeah. grandma's feelings. Right. You know, so I don't know, but it he's terrible with money. Yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> I thought this was interesting. And again, I gotta confess, I, I've seen the pledge drive a hundred times in my life. Uh, today, I was hanging on the background and just what was a busy news day. Um, we are taping this uh, January eighth, and. I don't know if you're listening to this in January or if you're listening to this in 2040, but uh, this week was kind of an eventful week in America. So that's kind of affected my work week. There was a, a pretty busy week. But, yeah, so I, I don't want to be confused on this. But, you know, the thing I liked is uh, George throughout the show had many jobs. He was with the Yankees at this time. And yeah. Jerry was a little bit concerned. So Jerry says, hey, bring a Yankee to the pledge drive, yeah. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it's funny because this whole candy bar thing comes back yeah. because, you know, Elaine shares about, you know, Mr. Pitt eating a Snickers with mm-hmm. a knife and fork. Um, and George is like, wow, this is a great idea. <laughs> and yeah, I thought that was great. And then the other thing is, um, you know, they, they talk, 
Now, was this, yeah, George is asking the waitress about the bill, and uh, she does with her middle finger. Yeah. And uh, yeah. George, George is like, she's giving me the finger. What do you think about that? I mean, I would say she probably was. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Especially because, I don't know if you remember, when he, when she's pointing at the menu, she said, that's because of the extra, whatever it was, fruit, potato? I can't remember. And she said, you see? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So I'm like, okay. It's, yeah, yeah. He meant. <laughs> you don't usually make that mistake. I mean, like, I think my fingers are weird. I don't even think I could put up my finger alone. I mean, my fingers aren't just shaped that way. I'd have to kind of hold them down and do all this other stuff. Um, so I, I think you have to do it on purpose. Now, the only exception I can think of is my daughter has three fingers on each hand. And sometimes when she holds up a middle finger, that's because she's holding up a finger. It'd be like me holding up this finger right here, you know? Yeah. So, but we get freaked out thinking, oh man, we don't want to teach her, you yeah. know, and obviously she's not, you know, pointing at her middle finger or whatever, but you don't do that on accident unless she has three fingers on your hand. So yeah, I, I think she definitely was flipping them off. <laughs> I think so. I think that's one thing that's kind of interesting. Um, we're not around that many people. I mean, you know, we're taping this in 2021. We're still in COVID. I, I don't think many people have flipped many other people off lately just because we're not around people. Maybe that's a good thing from COVID. We're nicer to each other. We don't see each other. So there's less middle finger pointing than in the past. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> Unless you do it on your screen, but then it could be. Yes. <laughs> that would be awkward if we start flipping each other off on the screen. <laughs> so yeah. it's really quick. But. Well, it is funny because we talk about does Seinfeld make it today, does Seinfeld work? Um, because of COVID, Seinfeld's very different. I mean, I, I'm not used to this people eating together in restaurants thing. I mean, <laughs> it seems like a bygone area. It's like we're watching Little House on the Prairie going, what's this they're doing? You know, and everything. It's kind of strange. Yeah, the context of anything. I mean, unless you're watching a show that's dealing with COVID in the show, it's like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and you, you almost like, feel bad. Like if there's a big crowd in the show, you're almost like, oh, I got to call somebody. They're not obeying CDC guidelines. You, know, you feel weird like it's wrong or something. It's very strange. And yeah, that's why I like Seinfeld and Frasier because I don't worry about that as much as like comfort TV. Like you're watching it without worrying about the craziness that's happening with COVID and other things. So it, it, it's memories of a bad time. It's so weird. Can you imagine like when we were watching Seinfeld originally, you'd say, boy, in 30 years, this would be very different because we're not eating together anymore or we're not doing that thing. It's just kind of a strange time. So I don't know. I'm glad to hear that you're watching Frasier because yes. that's one of the shows that I went through um completely through during covid um it we, we I, have much i like that show it's a yeah. really that's a great show and my favorite person on that show is the brother i mean he is yes. so funny on that yes. show. He, yeah I, you know you kind of wish that he would have done i mean he's i think he was on broadway and stuff too but it would be it would be great to see him in a show again <laughs> I've got to send you a YouTube link because I got the opportunity. I, I watch Fraser. It's a, if I'm working at home, it's a nice um, show you put on the background where yeah. you don't have to focus on because you've seen the, each show a million times. But it's good. It's it's good, relaxing, reassuring stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, 
long story short, Roz from uh, Perry Gipler, yeah. um, she was actually in a show uh, produced by a lady from Columbus that she's now living in LA. So we were trying to get her on the show. We ended up getting the lady. Uh, Perry wasn't available, but I was looking for, I was kind of in the mood to find a Fraser reunion. They actually, during COVID, did oh, yeah. It was a fundraiser for some theater group or whatever, but it was a Zoom call, and they had everybody was back. You know, all the main characters, yeah. uh, Kenny, the radio station manager, um, the crazy, I can't think of her name now, the crazy agent was on. Um, I gotta find it, because I, I saw it six months yeah. ago, I loved it, and I lost the link, but, um, or you can probably find it on YouTube, it's like Fraser yeah. Reunion, and if, okay. if you like the show, it's good memories, yeah. kind of strange, they're, they're very, they're older, which is okay. Um, it was interesting. I never knew this, and I'm not bothered by either way. I'm not making any statements or anything. But the guy that played Bulldog, you know, on the show, he's such a womanizer. He's going oh, after yeah. women in real yeah. life. He's gay, which is fine. I'm not going to yell at him about it. It just was very weird because it was obviously the complete opposite of what he did on the show. So yeah, that was different about the reunion. Because I'm like, wow, that's kind of a departure. But no, but it was interesting. It's always good to see Kelsey Grammer. I I think they've always talked about trying to bring that show back. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I think it could work today. It doesn't have some of the same problems like The Office would with some of the humor and everything. Um, it, it would be different because one of my favorite actors, I, I like the dad on the show. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I brought back memories of my dad and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, he's gone now. I, I mean, the uh, Fraser dad uh, passed yeah. um, a few years back. Uh, so it might be hard to bring it back with that. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely in the Fraser coming back. Yeah, Fraser and Seinfeld have been my kind of my comfort Let's still think about COVID for a while, show. So yeah, I, we actually were thinking about making this into a Frasier part of the podcast, but I looked up and actually, there's more Frasier podcasts than Seinfeld, which is kind of strange. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back. I, I'm, I'm losing. No, no, it's it's good. I mean, maybe we should just start talking about the the Frasier because when I watched the show, it was interesting. I've seen a lot of the Frasier had a pledge drive show. Where Fraser was going to sing at the pledge drive, uh, yeah. he was singing all these opera songs that everyone's like, "Oh, I can't believe it anymore." So it kind of confused me. I was kind of confusing that Fraser with the Seinfeld too. So oh, okay. it, it's fun that you brought that up. So, all right. So where was I at on this description? So yeah, so we had the middle finger. Um, so the Yankees were not into supporting the pledge drive. <laughs> because they already gave to channel uh, WPIX. Yeah, that's their channel that they broadcast their games on. Oh, okay. So, so they give to that channel. I, I was kind of confused by that because uh, yeah, it sounds like a broadcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're doing blood drives there, but Honestly, the only reason I know that is because um, my brother used to live in New York. So yes, okay, well. <laughs> It, it was interesting because, like, George changes their mind because he starts eating the candy bar with his fork. And, yeah. you know, the Yankees start in love with that. And then it also sweeps the city. I, I never knew George was kind of like this viral guy. But apparently, you know, it spreads around. Everyone's starting to do that. Uh, they're doing finger foods as cookies and donuts. Now, I can actually see cookie would be kind of weird eating with a fork. But donuts could kind of make sense. I mean, if you got a really big donut, you know, I, I, I don't think it's as weird, maybe. 
especially if it's gooey. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe that hard donut would be kind of hard to cut through or whatever. But, yeah, no, I'm actually into the donuts. I mean, I, I think it would be weird to the candy bar. It would be weird to cook cookies. But the donuts were good. It, it kind of reminds me of the the one where Lane did the weird dance. And because Jerry filmed her in this bootleg movie he was doing, at the end of the movie, everyone was doing that dance because everyone saw the bootleg movie and they were doing that. And it was it's funny about how those are two – times where, you know, something they did went viral on the show, which made me laugh. It's like the TikTok of today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because if you think of back then, man, how do you know what went viral? I mean, I, I even think at the newspaper we were kind of reluctant. I mean, you know, we ran pop culture stories or everything, but a lot yeah. of the stuff that we do now, which we do well online, we're kind of like, oh, I don't know if we, we should touch that in the newspaper or anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess the most viral thing was always on the TV page, not just at the news show, but other places you work at, you run that people call. But instead of really, you, yeah. you kind of just look, they had, they would give you, what, 10 different items. And you'd say, oh, how much room do I have? Let's see how we can cut this down. But that was the viral thing back then. You know, yeah. hey, you I, remember, I do remember the night that we put uh, the, the first Survivor winner on the front page. Oh, yeah. At the News Herald. Um. It was like it was a big deal. I mean, everybody. It was the first real reality show, I guess. You know, at that time, and it was everybody was talking about it. It was kind of like the lottery now. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have huge lottery jackpots right now, and that's all people talk about is I want to win this money. You know, so it's yeah. it. It was kind of like the lottery of that of the time. You know, I remember that. Um. I was trying to figure out because, yeah, I was there at the time because I, I think I was off the night that Survivor came on because it was something that my wife and I was, would sit down and watch. And oh, we okay. got Survivor. I'm actually watching Survivor now. I took like a 20-year break. So I watched like the first season or two, then I started watching. I think they're up to 40 now. So I was watching 39, 40. But, you no, know, the first one, we were like, you know, we were wrapped, so we were uh, sucking our sofas and everything. And that was interesting, too, because at the time, we ran, like, stories from around the country in the front, but there wasn't a ton of them. I remember getting an argument with our managing editor at the time when I think it was, like, George Harrison died. And we were like, should we put him on the front? I'm like, he's a beetle. We got to put him on the front. So it was interesting because at a paper where – we didn't do as much of that in the front. You know, Survivor, we're like, yeah, we got to put it on the front. So it was good. Yeah. So. Like you had to pick a spot, I think, back, back in the day before before viral became a thing, you know. Right. And it's it's a strange, you know, it's strange to think back like that, that that wasn't part of the conversation, you know, but it is now. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, you know, thinking back to Seinfeld, at that time, that's how you went viral. I, I mean, yeah, for – comic value, they had the bootleg movie, which I'm not sure how popular it was back at the time, but the viral was the newspaper at the time, where the viral was what, what did you see or everything, so now, I, I guess with the George thing, he ate it at the restaurant, I mean at the Yankees um, place and, and apparently it spread, people are like, man, somebody ate candy, we should eat at our house and then they told a friend, they told a friend, so it go viral. His co-worker at the Yankees was eating on the street yeah, and okay. Maureen, getting back to Maureen, walked past and she was watching him and she's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> you know, so seeing somebody do it, it made it look high class, I guess. <laughs> can, you, 
can you imagine if Twitter was around during Seinfeld episodes, like when they first came out? Oh, Seinfeld would be even more iconic. I mean, even back then. I mean, we'd be sharing all this stuff from Seinfelds and everything else. I mean, such a shame. I mean, I, I wish that was the case. So. I mean, as Seinfeld was about as close as you could get at that time. You know, it was they were they had NBC had that big Thursday night block oh, yeah. shows, and they I mean the what they called back then appointment TV mm -hmm. is the viral of the social media world. I think you know. When yeah, you, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because everybody was watching that, you know. So yeah, everybody. you had Seinfeld, Friends. I think Fraser was on around that same time. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's stuff that a lot of people still watch today. I mean, you mm -hmm. think about like what was it? Um, what was a Friday night ABC slate? Uh, it was uh, TGIF, I think. Yeah, and it was funny because if you look at all the shows that aired there, not many have really stood the test of time. But man, when NBC had Seinfeld, Fraser, Friends, I mean, man, yeah. that yeah, that's Shows we're still watching today, so very interesting. I love that. It's good. We got to do more of this, more memories of the '90s, because right now it frustrates me because when I, I talk to my 20, 30 something friends about Seinfeld, they look at me like I'm bringing up the Beverly Hillbillies or some really yeah. old show. But I'm like, no, it's it's somewhat new. Yeah. But I guess we're getting old. That's that's our problem. It's funny. Um, Eddie Murphy when he hosted Saturday Night Live last year. Yeah. Um, on that, uh, it was like the one, it was a Christmas show, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and my, I went to visit my brother for Christmas in Connecticut and he asked me if I had watched it because when I was in high school, I was a huge Eddie Murphy fan. So he knew that I was going to be all over it. And he said, he said, yeah, he said, my, the girls didn't, just didn't get it. Yeah. You know? I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> you yes. Know? Yes. It's funny how, you know, different humor for at a different time, you know, just doesn't connect. Well, you think of our parents, you know, they tell us about stuff they liked as kids and we're like, oh, you know, I don't know about that. It's kind of old. And now we're in that shape where we're, we're talking about stuff that we liked as kids that people don't understand. Um, yeah. And for some reason, like, I get that more. I don't know if people watch Fraser; they're real young, but I get more questions about Seinfeld. Like when I mention Seinfeld, I get weird looks. Actually, I'm like, "Well, there's still Jerry Seinfeld. I know he doesn't do that much now, but you gotta at least know the name Jerry Seinfeld." Maybe part of it is, well, you know, I don't think that's the case either because uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I mean, she's Veep. She's well known for that. I mean, I know Jason Alexander some the stuff he was in. Didn't fare too well. I know he's doing more theater stuff now, so he's probably not as well known now actor wise. Uh, and yeah. Michael Richards had that incident where he's not doing that much anymore either. I would encourage you, and we've talked about this on the show. Check out the comedians and cars getting coffee. Where, I was yeah, I that was a great episode with him, yeah, and yeah, he, Jerry and Michael Richards, yeah, you know, he he gets um, he gets really good stuff out of people on that show, yeah. You know, the fact that they dealt with that, I I was very happy that they did, you know. Well, and it was it was a nice it was a nice moment on that show. It was really good because yeah, what Michael Richards did, and if if you're like what, what the heck are these guys talking about? Um, you know, Richards was very popular. Um, you know, he played Kramer. Uh, he had a couple of his sitcoms that really didn't do quite as well, but. He, he was an iconic kind of guy, and uh, he had a uh, comedy night in, I think it was L.A. or something, and he starts yelling 
like racial slurs or whatever. And it, it probably was that heckler. I don't think he would just walk in there going, "Hey, I'm going to start spouting off some racial slurs." Yeah, I think he was heckled by a, yeah, by yeah, a black yeah. And, and obviously, mistake. We don't endorse that. We don't support that. But you know, it's been. Jeez, what, 20 years now? And, you know, there's been, what do you call it? You know, there's been times when, you know, there's a forgiveness that goes out. There's where people can come back from some of this stuff. And it was like one night. And Jerry had him on the Comedians and Cards getting coffee. I was surprised he came on. And, you know, he had some honest conversations. And he was funny during the episode. I mean, Mike, you know, he wasn't dropping racial slurs or anything. He was honestly really funny. And Jerry's like, you got to come back. I mean, you're on the show. You're funny. He's like, uh, I'm good just being where I'm at. And, I'm, I'm, and I think Jerry sounded a little bit sad, and I was sad. I think everyone's, like, yelling, come on, <laughs> come back to us. Yeah. That's too bad. The other show that's really good, totally off topic again. Sorry. Okay. Um, did you ever watch oh, the show fine. with David Letterman where he's I, at I um, David Letterman oh, yeah, has a Netflix show. Yeah, it's really good too. He's, a, I mean, Letterman's a really good interviewer. He always was, and he has some really good people and really good interviews and moments. You know, especially if there was only one that I could try to get you hooked on it with is the uh, Ellen DeGeneres one. Is really really good. Oh, we're Jerry. Oh, Jerry. No, no, David no. was there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's okay. good. I mean, I. I that uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. I was really happy that I finally was able to watch that because I had seen it. Be- it was before we got Netflix. I've, yeah, I've always resisted, you know, all these technological things, you know. Right. And I finally got Netflix, and now I never even really watch TV, the regular TV. Yes. Yet. Yes. That, so. our, our problem: we have so many different little services that everything yeah. doesn't cost that much, but it all adds up. We're probably paying a lot more than we ever did when we had cable. It's yeah. a long story. We could podcast about that for a couple hours, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was interesting. It, it brings up and that's all about Seinfeld. We love Seinfeld. We talk about Seinfeld, but it brings up a lot of other interesting topics. Yeah. But speaking of that, I had Tom Stoff on. Uh, for, he's the president CEO of. And he came on. Uh, we were trying to get Jack Cannell on. Jack wasn't able to come on personally. Uh, Jack's retired. So Tom came on as the president of the, the zoo. Tom, a lot of good conversation. Tom was sharing a lot of his memories about Jack. And the talk went into Jack's appearances on Lairman. And I'm like, I haven't seen the show yet, but Jack's got to somehow get on the Letterman Netflix show. I mean, I'm not sure if Jack would bring the animals or whatever, but I, I miss those a little bit. And, and Tom laughed. I think Tom still has Jack's phone number and they still talk a little bit. So hopefully yeah. I plan to see it in there pretty well. So maybe should be good. Yeah. I hate to cross promote, but yeah, check that out. Uh, because one of the things we talked about more, we were in contact at that time, but it was a fascinating story. The story in Zanesville, uh, this is probably about 15 years ago now, where right. that guy let out the animals. And uh, Tom was sharing some of the stuff Jack did behind the scenes because uh, when that awful story happened, Jack was the first one there. And Jack wasn't 
trying to sell memberships to the zoo, Jack was there because he cared about animals. And I'll tell you, as funny as Jack is a lawyerman and everything else, I became a huge Jack Hanna fan that day because it was an awful situation. I I wanted to hide in my house. I didn't want to be eaten by a lion. And Jack was out there really trying to help out and defend animals. And I was like, yay, Jack Hanna, it's good. All right, let's get back to the show. I love love the sidetracks. This is fun. I, I enjoy that part. Well, where were we at? So we're in this PBS. Um, everyone in the city is excited about um, the candy bar and eating cookies and finger foods because of George, which I thought was interesting. Um, so as you said with the bank, um, you know, the, the account becomes overdrawn. Nana Nate hasn't used that bank uh, for a while. And Nana leaves her house for the first time in years. More on my Nana's age, but I feel like Nana. I'm working from home now. I, I leave the house, but we're watching church at home. We're not going out that much. So I'm like Nana. You know, maybe I left my house for the first time in years. But Nana does that. She she goes. She gets lost. Um, you know, we think someone's gonna mug her, but the, I like that one. And everything becomes okay then. So she finally gets the money, and. I like this. Um, Nana calls Jerry, and, and this made me laugh. Elaine answers the phone. Uh, yeah. She assumes it's Dan because of the high voice or whatever, and she <laughs> says, "Drop dead," which isn't good to tell an older lady. Yeah, I was like that kind of escalated pretty fast, you know. Yes. Like she, I mean, because she didn't, she didn't know it was Nana, but like she, it was. She thought it was the other guy, and why would I mean? Why would it escalate that quickly to? You know, you're bothering me to drop dead. You know, I I wonder if you know you're on network TV. You yeah. gotta get this episode done twenty two yeah, minutes. Yeah. They're probably like, okay, get to the point real quick, and, and they're like, hey, yeah, it's kind of weird, you know. But no, get to the point. You gotta make it. Yeah. That's really thing that makes sense to me. But I love Jerry the way he yells at her. Yes. Oh my nana, the drop dead. Well, that'd be tough. I mean, I think when we worked at the News Herald, I, I don't think my grandma ever called me at work, but if but yeah. if you picked up the phone and said, drop dead, or, like you thought it was my wife or somebody that knows you, and then, yeah, that would be kind of strange. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So, so, yeah, I thought that was fun. Um, so, yeah, so Dan's trying to confront Jerry about Noreen. Uh, Kramer thinks Dan's in love with Jerry. There's a yeah. lot of confusion there. I, I thought that was a good part too. Yeah, it's like there's all there's all these little places in the, in that list from is it Walter? Yeah. Um They mentioned this too that there's like all these little places where they deal with homosexuality. Yes. Not always in an appropriate way. <laughs> you know. Where he takes, he goes out in the hallway and he's encouraging Dan to, you know, explore his sexual, his sexuality because he thinks he's talking about Jerry. Well, and you got to think too for the nineties, that was like crazy times. I mean, yeah. you know, twenty twenty, you're like, yeah, that's probably a little silly humor. Nineties, you're like, whoa, what's going on here? Even with just kind of silly talk like that, I I thought it was funny. I don't want to make fun of Larry Fitzmorris because. Larry doesn't like when people make fun of him. Larry was the author of that Vulture article. But yeah. in the show where we were talking about it, it was funny because Larry made a big deal about saying, oh, you know, it's great to address the gay issue and everything else, and that's fine. But then his third least favorite episode 
was the not that there's anything wrong with that, which I was kind of surprised. Not that because it was a gay issue, he would automatically make it number one, but he really jammed that down the list, and I was kind of surprised by that. It was just kind of interesting. You know, I got to say that in that list, even though I disagreed with a lot of it, the last, like, maybe 10, I was like, okay, these really are not that great. <laughs> yeah, I think the Puerto Rican day was the worst. Yeah. When I see that parade one, I turn it off. There's a bunch yes. that I there's there's quite a few. Well, I shouldn't say quite a few, but there's a bunch that I will turn off if if I look and it's I look and see what episode is on, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I had a, a pastor friend was uh, talking with me when we did the first one, and the first one was a contest, so he he didn't like it because it was obviously a masturbation themed episode, and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his church could hear it. I'm sure he didn't want, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. So he would like that. And then number five, and I'm kind of embarrassed to say it, but I'll say it. We know each other. Uh, the Hamptons kind of freaked me out because at the time when I first watched it, you know, the whole shrinkage thing. I, I was yeah. kind of like, oh, is that me? And I was thinking about all the times I went to the pool and everything. So, yeah, I didn't like it because of that because there was redeeming parts of the episode, but it triggered bad memories in my mind. Yeah, you know, just that yeah. one part, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, but he had Hampton's five, which I thought was really high. It was kind of strange. I like uh, I like that one because of when they bring Elaine into the bedroom to talk yeah. to her, ask her questions, and she's like, "What do you mean laundry?" Yes, yes. <laughs> Look, lot, lots of good stuff. Um, I I thought it was interesting. Um. Yeah, so after, you know, Kramer's thinking Dan's in love with Jerry, um, yeah, George drives Danny Tartable. It's kind of interesting, all the Yankees they have on the show. Um, it, it's funny, like, like Jerry's such a Mets fan, and there were times where he seemed to be very Mets-heavy on the show, but there's a lot, a lot of Yankees appearances. Danny yeah. Tartable, who wasn't a superstar, but he was kind of popular at that time. Uh, he was on the show with um, – uh, George, and then you know, George sees a driver giving him the middle finger, at least he thought, and he wanted to pursue him. Um, he, he caught up with him at the gas station, and he, he finds the um, the driver has his middle finger in the cast, so George is kind of embarrassed with that. I, I kind of like that, yeah. George, uh, this is another time where this reminded me of another episode, also, um, the parking space, yeah, yeah. Um, where, which is another one of my favorites because of Elaine's description of what happened to them when she was trying to hide the fact that he had damaged the car because of her pulling the the mirror over to look at the hat or mm -hmm. the sunglasses, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, George, they, there's some road rage on the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty, that's a pretty good one, you know? Um, Somebody, somebody didn't Kramer chase somebody one time? Or I think so. Yeah, there, there was something. There was some troubles on the road. Um, yeah, they weren't. I, it was like, a, a driver, supposedly. Yeah, it was a road range, but one of my favorite wasn't one of my favorite episodes. I can't remember what the title was. Well, the night where Kramer was like changing the road, trying to make the bigger lanes, Lane. and then at the end, you know, um, Newman's truck catches on fire. Yeah. And he's yelling, oh, humanity, humanity is the show. Um, and I, that made me laugh. And that was a road rage. It was just kind of bad driving combined mm -hmm. with Kramer being goofy. So, yeah, there's a lot of 
weird stuff happening on the roads. Going back to your thing where Kramer finds himself into in these situations. Mm-hmm. There was another one. He just decided one day he wanted to adopt a highway. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why not? You know? very, very strange. Yeah. Why? Sometimes you can say, hey, so he's trying to do that to help people. I, I think he's very nonchalant, no care in the world. Like, ah, adopt the highway. That sounds good. Why not? I'll do yeah. that. Yeah, Kramer, very strange, but, but it was fun. I, yeah. I, I always love Kramer. And the big thing, and you referred to this earlier, uh, the big moment was Nana calls the pledge drive, mm-hmm. and, you know, Kramer's doing the hard sell, and, you know, Kramer <laughs> wants to donate. I mean, Kramer gets Nana to donate 1500 bucks, and Uncle Leo, which a very underrated character. I, I can't say Uncle Leo is my favorite, but I can't I can't remember a episode with Uncle Leo where I'm disappointed. Uncle yeah. Leo always brings a smile on my face. I always like Uncle Leo. Well, Uncle Leo freaks out a little bit because Nan's on fixed income, can't yeah. afford a, a large gift, and I love it. He runs on the show yelling, Stop the show in front yeah. of everybody. And Uncle Leo is obsessed with money. Well, yes. he's obsessed yeah. with his mother's money. Right, right. You know, and yeah. that in itself several times in the series when they find out that he didn't give $50 to Jerry's mom. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, uh, he's very obsessed with money. Yes. He wants that inheritance and doesn't want her to make a donation. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, it's it's strange. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be greedy. Um, maybe he's a little frustrated because, hey, maybe she never talked about PBS before, and why is she giving fifteen hundred bucks? And then, you yeah. know, Kramer seems to be very excited about the fact that Kramer talked her into a larger gift. And maybe if it wasn't for Kramer, she'd have given fifty bucks. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And or just but, but, <laughs> but you're right. Just a very um. Self-centered. I mean, Uncle Leo was self-centered when he did that, which made it tough. But I, mean, I love the stop the show where he runs on on TV. <laughs> I, I was an intern right after college um, on a Christian TV station, low budget on a very small TV channel. I mean, and they asked me to come on once. They were just introducing me as the intern. I did not want to come on TV at all. So I. With that, I admire Uncle Leo's gumption to, you know, run on the PBS episode, which I'm assuming more people are watching than the Christian TV show I was on. And he was yelling, stop the show, stop the show, which, yeah, he's got some gonads, I guess. It was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, And then what else was going on with the show? Yeah, so obviously it's tough. Bad night, you know, Danny Tartable because George was obsessed, obsessed with the dude that was supposedly giving him the middle finger. You know, Tartable misses the show, and, you know, Uncle Leo's running around yelling to stop the show. So, obviously, the pledge drive was a disaster for PBS. So, Kristen sends Jerry another reading card and with a bunny giving him the finger. <laughs> what, yeah, which, I, don't I don't know if you remember, but Danny Tartable ate a donut with a what knife and fork. Yeah, yeah. So, so he made he's you said donuts are good. So there you go. Well, it kind of triggered because you know we we talked about Simon Fraser. The Office is never show I watch a lot of, and I kind of think back to one of my favorite offices where, um, you know they do the embarrassing paper. You know they print it out with a, mm-hmm. I think somebody giving a finger. So you know, kind of hearing about that card made me think about when they 
misproduced the paper with you know somebody giving the finger, which kind of made me laugh. So all these shows mold together. Nobody has any original ideas. Yeah. Apparently the office was watching the pledge drive and said, Hey, let's come up with an episode with that. So yeah, so I mean I'm okay. I can understand you saying maybe it was a little bit high. I don't know. I mean maybe it was as high as twenty nine, but I, I don't think it was too far off. I mean It had some good moments. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit rushed, like you were saying, because, you know, we talked about a couple of different ideas in the show that it seemed like they were trying to make it like Elaine saying drop dead, like two seconds in the conversation. Maybe they tried to jam too much in. Um, we were talking the other week. There was a two-part episode, and they kind of even jammed the two-part episode together where it was 48 minutes, but they were just kind of, you know, trying to jam too much into the little show. So maybe a, a downfall of the show was they were trying to jam too much into the 22 minutes. It kind of made it not flow as good. But I thought it was okay. I've seen a lot worse. I've seen better. But I thought it was good. That was one of the, that was another one of the things I saw in the Vulture article. Um, there was one, which one was it? Um, oh, it was the, the one where Jerry got the new couch because, mm -hmm. you know, and then Poppy, you know, did it. Oh, bit. Poppy peed, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Elaine, that he said in the article that the abortion article, you know, part of that yeah. was like jammed in there and it kind of was, it seemed odd. Right. But, you know, it's, it's stuff. I mean, I, uh. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like life, you know? Yeah. I mean, look out, look at us. This, what do we have, an hour here? Yeah. Talking about 22 minutes show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so many different directions we've gone in. Since oh, yeah. Yeah. This could, as George would say, this could be an episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah definitely. Definitely. And that's what I like about the side plot. I mean, obviously, you got to talk about something you like. You know, you can't pick some random show that you hate or something. But yeah. it's fun to look at it from an aspect of, you know, how does this impact your life? Like, what did you do in your life in that time? Mm -hmm. too? And, and that makes it good because I'm sure not everybody listening to this is a huge Seinfeld fan. You just like hearing stories and everything. It's good. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Rob has a podcast. I, I got to send you some links to that one. It's funny because the guy, the main guy in the show used to be on Survivor. And again, I was into Survivor season one, two, and 39, 40, nothing in between. And he talks about some stuff I could care less about, but it's very engaging, fun, in a way where I could listen to him talk about 90 Day Fiance. And although I don't like the show, he does it in a fun way that makes me enjoy that. So we're trying to create that a little bit here, and it's pretty good. So how long have you watched Survivor for? I've never watched Survivor. Oh, you never did? Okay. okay. I mean, I'm, I brought it up because we had it on the page that day. Yeah. I've, I've only watched, like, maybe two um, I'm very proud of this fact that I've only watched maybe two reality shows in my life. One was the Sister Wives, okay, with the get married to the um, more they're Mormon. Yes, and yes, they have like multiple wives. And then what was the other my, one? My wife enjoys that oh. show. <laughs> Chrisley's. Oh, okay. Because I. I laugh at the father and the way he just tries to bully the kids around, and they're just like, no. <laughs> I, I'm i going to embarrass myself and probably you at the same time. Um, I, 
this Rob has a podcast. He's a funny guy. I think he was on season like maybe four and seven of Survivors. I, I never really watched him live on the show, but he has a funny way of he enjoys the reality shows, but he makes fun of them. So I've enjoyed listening to him and I've decided to check out the reality shows because although they obsess about them, they're just ripping them to shreds. And it's funny the way they do that. Well, so I'm getting back into, I don't know if you remember, because we used to talk about this a long time ago. I'm getting back into Big Brother. Oh, <laughs> I know. Because remember, I think we were talking about this on season one. Uh, there was some George guy. And I think we watched the first episode. We discussed you and I at work. And then we took a break. And then you brought it up at the end of the time, and the guy was wearing like a chicken outfit. Because I remember you were like, Chris, what's up with that? And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I got to check out. And I'm like, oh, this is awful. But now I'm back into that show. So it's weird, but I blame if Rob has a podcast because they do it in a funny, unique way. But I watched So I've watched three reality shows. Whoops. Oh, I forgot about that one. What, what, Big Brother? Oh, yeah. I, I think you only checked out once or twice, maybe. Yeah, I, I remember vividly we had some conversations, but I think even at that time, you were kind of giving me the stink eye going, I don't know if I'm <laughs> trusting you as a human being now because you're telling me you watch Big Brother. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously, you know, we're setting up these relationships, we're doing things good and everything, but if if I'm weird me out by talking about Big Brother 20 years yeah. ago, it, it doesn't help. <laughs> so it's very good. I just don't know that much about it. I mean, all I know about it is they lock these people in one house and you, you didn't miss it. <laughs> yes, you, you didn't miss anything. It, it, it's tough. It's we could go on for hours about that. It, it's it, it's like watching a train wreck. You, you hate to admit it's like you know I don't know like a sport day. like cornhole. You know I like watching cornhole. I don't run around and tell everyone about cornhole because I probably get the weird look. So same thing with Big Brother. So well, Laura, thank you. We went long, but this is fine. I caught up with you. I, hopefully, we can do this again. We might. Yeah, I like to do another Seinfeld, maybe for both our sakes, because I'm going to be yelled at by my wife upstairs, I'm sure. Uh, maybe we'll do a shorter one. But this was yeah. a good first effort. I mean, obviously, we're catching up in life, and we're catching up also with Seinfeld. But, yeah, we'll, have to, we'll talk offline. We'll have to uh, yeah, try to figure out how we can do this again. But it was good. It was good catching up with you. Um, Laura, how can people connect with you online? I know you do some stuff on Twitter. Uh, where can people yeah. can connect with you there? I gave up um, having my Twitter account be linked to the company that owns my paper. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> um, My Twitter account is Laura. It's right on the screen if, it, if that shows up on the, on the podcast. Um, Laura, it's a middle initial A, Kessel. Okay. Um, uh, Instagram, and um, I'm on Twitter. Um, I don't do TikTok yet, but I keep hearing that I have to. I have one video on there. I'm still not trying to figure out what exactly to do with it. And I, I, I have a video, but I haven't logged on for a while. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be good because you can watch this on YouTube. Uh, I put on a blog to YouTube mm -hmm. of the page, but I'm really excited. Let me promo a couple things real quick. Um, yeah, check out this podcast. Um, we're on all the podcast catchers. So I, I think this is referring to them, like um, the Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher. Uh, there's like 
four other ones that we got signed up for. And I don't even know what they are, but uh, just, those are the three big ones. So, yeah, check us out there. And you might say, well, I don't see the screen because if you check out there, you see the audio type. We'll put a link to Laura's Twitter on there. She can follow her there. Okay. And that's good. Yeah. I've got work Twitter. i got personal Twitter. You can follow me either way. It's all good. I, I try on my personal Twitter to talk more about fun stuff, stuff I wouldn't normally talk about work, but yeah, sometimes it bleeds over. You never know. I, like I the same thing for everything. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's all. Yeah, you you see more of our great coverage and everything, but it's stuff on the way. So, yeah. But check us out on the link. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all this other stuff, and. Each Monday for Friday, uh, I get together with Brandon and Craig. We talk about news, but we have interviews like this one where we talk about other stuff. And like I said, we'll have to f- figure this out soon. It was good to catch up. Well, hang out for a second afterwards. When you get to the Chinese food one, I'll be your yeah. girl. Yes. Well, well, we've got to figure out. Maybe we could do this on a semi or a regular schedule. We, we have to figure out how to do this. So let's talk offline about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know if our listeners would like the, the conversation back and forth on that, but we'll talk offline. It'll be good. So, right. yeah, so check us out. We'll probably release this early next week. But, again, check our interviews once a, uh, once every weekday. And also check our news podcast. Lots of fun stuff going on. Laura, thank you so much for being part of it. Thanks and thank that. you guys for listening and hanging out with all of our conversations. It's good. Have a great day, everybody. All right, Thanks. bye-bye.